Hi, I'm Wendy, and I sometimes like to reread things. <laughs> yeah, I'm Brandon, and I like to reread things, and sometimes I enjoy it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, we like to hang out and talk about books. In this case, it's just stuff that we're rereading and figuring out if we still like it and why we may have liked it in the first case. Yep, and sometimes we make sense, and sometimes we don't. All right, in this episode, we discuss The Goblin Emperor by Catherine Addison. And we do discuss everything, so mind your spoilers. Okay. What'd you think of The Goblin Emperor? Emperor. <laughs> there we go. Right yeah. off. Well, you know, we're a little rusty. Uh, I liked it again. I mean, I loved it the first time. This time, I still really liked it. I think especially, like, once I eased into it. Uh, but I had two different experiences. First time, uh, I think I read part of it and then just got intimidated by the, the fantasy deluge of <laughs> just names and thought it's just, I got fixated on, like, I must know how these are pronounced. So then I switched to audiobook and listened to the rest of it. And this time I just read it. So similar but slightly different experiences. And kind of glad I actually just, you know, read it with my, with my eyeballs this time. What about you? Oh, I loved it. Um, I think the first time I read it was shortly after it was originally published. Mm -hmm. I read it in like a weekend. You know, I just tore through it. Um, and this time I forced myself to take longer so that I could take notes and, and maybe think about just what I was reading. Um, I, I do get caught up in the pronunciation and mm -hmm. I was about halfway through when I found the pronunciation guide in the back. That was very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you get rusty, like, you know, when you're deep in the fantasy, right, reading trenches or whatever, you know, right? You flip, you look for the the family trees, you look for you know, like the the glossary, the and yeah, I think the last time I, of course, audiobook, like, no idea, so you know, would have come in handy, I think, with some of these explanations. This time, no, no, I ignored it again, or I looked at it and just said, that's a lot of work. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing it, so. I just did the the uh, the usual like oh look here's the first syllables and then we'll just move on so it's lazy. I love Maya. I think he's a great character. I think he's he's I mean he's definitely got flaws right, but he's a good person, and he's just dropped into a complete dung heap of yeah. a political situation that he's and. It's not even like he just doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want to do it, but he's not willing to not do it and let somebody else screw it up. Yeah, it makes him so amazing. I think the first time that I read it, I was so worried for him. I think that, well, partly it's just, well, of course, like fiction, it's gonna, everything is gonna just go terribly for this person. And as I was waiting the whole time and I really enjoyed this read through, I didn't remember all of the particulars, but I knew that his like perfect cinnamon roll spirit had not just <laughs> been completely like torched. Uh, so I was, I was happy. So this time, you know, I could relax a little bit and take some time and, and look at, at some of the, like the nuances I think of the situation as opposed to just like reading through, which is, oh no, like what's going to happen to him. So I, I think a reread was really nice for that. Yeah, uh, it, it, there definitely is tension the first time because, I mean, I just get so attached to him 
he's not really like a lot of protagonists in fantasy novels where he like okay so i mean this is an easy one for me but like it's so easy to hate rich people right and then you've got a guy who is born into this situation and he doesn't want to be there but he never stops caring about everybody and he doesn't care you know what class they're from or if they're elf or goblin or mixed it just makes him so likable there's a lot of that kind of stuff in life yeah yeah i love that and and i like how it seems so natural like it's clearly core to his character and so you can you know, the writer can drop in like just all of those, like just a little extra care, a little, uh, you know, all of the things that he does like demonstrates that. And I think that that's super cool. And he doesn't make a lot of speeches about it. And of course, being who he is, right, he's always like, you know, down on himself. <laughs> you know, but he's like, no, that's perfect. You are awesome. Uh, I mean, again, he's not clearly he's not perfect, but um, just the things that he does, I think, are are really pretty amazing. And I like that. You know, I mean, it's, there's action, right? But it's not, you know, the action that we might usually expect. And I think that one of the things that's most interesting about it is he has all of this ridiculous power, and yet it does a really good job of seeing, like, just how restricted everything he does is. And then all of these little tiny moves that he makes actually have, you know, really big uh, kind of payoffs in just it's really cool <laughs> to just sort of look at it and go like that thing that like in a first read through, you might look for and, um, you know, just rush past. Oh, Oh wait. Oh, cause then again, like lazy reader here, I suppose. But you know, it just might be like that, like a little remark or um, a little message that was sent that you could easily just say, Oh yeah, that's more blah, blah, blah. The emperor's super busy. And you're like, Oh, Oh wait, look, it pays off <laughs> four chapters down the line. <laughs> like definite class for that. Yeah. And he is a, uh, an abused person. And to the point where I had a note that at one point he doesn't believe that, uh, yeah, see, I, I gave myself a page reference for this one. So I'm going to look and see exactly what it says. It's about uh, Satyrus. The memories of a thousand separate cruelties mocked him, but no one save Maya himself had ever counted those as wrongs. And it was unjust to have them declared wrongs now merely because he could. Mm -hmm. And like he, he, he clearly at some point knows he has to deal with this person who has been abusing him for a decade. But he, he doesn't want to abuse his power to do that. And I, I love that Kasevit was just like, look, we could kill him. And he's like, no, no, I, I think we need to come up with some <laughs> other plan. <laughs> And the fact that it does allow him to have sometimes those moments, you know, of temptation, maybe not so much for that, but, you know, it's just like every once in a while it's a really, you know, that, that maybe a natural sort of need for some kind of, maybe not complete payback, but just some kind of an acknowledgement. And I thought it was really cool that he did, right, resist that. Uh, and it uh, speaks to his, I think, sort of core goodness. Uh, I think, though, the one... <laughs> One passage that I have highlighted, and I 
think that it's uh, later on when it's talking about punishments uh, for uh, probably one of the one of the rebellions and it was the, I think it was the one where he was talking to the witness and sort of saying in my heart of hearts right like I would want this person to you know be dumped in this cold place with someone that hated him like basically what had happened to him and I think that someone uh, in, in response and I just have this part uh, highlighted which is you know we consider it cruel Maya said and we do not think that cruelty is ever just and wow I mean again he's 18 he's a baby right but I suppose, again, you go through decades of abuse, and it was when he's talking about being able to, what was it? It was something like, you know, that he he was sad to know that Sethra's was probably the person that he knew best, just because, you know, of course, you're trained to, like, read every single, like, micro-expression, and, of course, you're reading it for violence and, and censure, but uh, it's just interesting to see how well that, I guess, prepares you, I suppose, in some ways, to just sort of... Yeah, read everybody at that utter mess of a court. Oh, my goodness. Mm, I have no patience for court intrigue <laughs> or politics or the great game. Um, it really only works because I've got Maya in this book. Mm -hmm. You know, it's somebody who's on the outside who I can root for to cut through all of the bullshit and, you know, survive. Because you, I, I mean, from the beginning, you know, it's not going to be easy for him and there's going to be people plotting against him. And there are several. And it pulled off, uh, it was really well done, I thought. And I think that I might have more patience for that than you, but there's, it's a very specific kind of court intrigue. And I, I think that this, if it, if it didn't have Maya, would be the kind where I didn't like it. When it's, it's all about the names. And one of the things I did enjoy is because we're so close to Maya's point of view, I kind of didn't feel really bad about not knowing who half these people are half the time. I would just fixate on things, but, you know, I, and partly it was just being lazy about the names, but I thought, no, I mean, it's sort of, sort of kind of how he might be experiencing things and just trying to figure out who's who. It only tripped me up like a few times. Uh, again, I kind of lazed through it, but there was the one of the, the big moments, right, when Maya's uh, kidnapped, when he's abducted. And I know, I'm like, okay, so who got injured <laughs> in that altercation? And I, you know, I, I found out there was only one person I thought that I, I lost track of who he or she was. I think eventually it ended up to be maybe one of the people who dresses him or something. But I'm just like, okay, um, so I'm sorry. I, apparently I don't care about you enough. Uh, I'm glad you're alive. All right. Uh, but, you know, it's like that kind of thing. Like I might like pause in those scenes, but otherwise I just sort of was happy thinking like this, he's just in this, yeah, sea of, of people and just the fact that there were two simultaneous like what parallel conspiracies or something to to get this poor kid and didn't I didn't see them I really thought that it was going to get tied up in the in the neat bow and it was all going to be one part and I was so happy to be wrong <laughs> it made it way more interesting and for different motives I thought that was cool too let's see so there was the Lord Chancellor and his sister mm -hmm. who kidnapped him. And then uh, the other one you're talking about, the people that actually blew up the airship? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of that group. Uh, but they kind of felt like communists crossed with QAnon. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was that was wild. <laughs> yeah. What he says, yes. <sighs> what was it? It was it the Tethamar or No, those are the noble people. The noble people. Because they're the ones who sent him the gift of silk that makes people go blind. Right. Oh, oh. that's so fucked up. <laughs> it's so fucked up. Oh. Yeah. And that was great when he was like, well, that's what I would want to send is like some uh, recompense or something for the people. And you could then just that scene where like, his secretary, like, you know, just <laughs> and then he was like, I had to back up basically because like, how is he going to he can't handle that. But uh, but yeah. OK, so then oh, I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember. Oh, the philosopher. Is that the Olveris Cornar, a philosopher executed in the reign of. Veravasena could be. I don't know. Anyways, like those guys were. I'm like sort of predisposed, right, to be like, yes, I find sympathy in your position, but oh no, this is terrible. <laughs> and just that end interview, like, just it was so squirmy, where the guys sort of like, well, I mean, I already see the, the fruition, right? Like, I did the right thing because look, here's the change and. Well, not the worst, just the worst of that group, I suppose, because what they had the, it's kind of like a three bears kind of situation, wasn't it? Like where the woman's just like completely like frothing at the mouth. I hate everybody. And then I thought there was the second guy who was like, I'll say anything that you want if you let me. And then there's the third, like, you know, dude. Three bears. <laughs> yeah, this is my, I bring the brilliance of analogy. <laughs> but, you know. But I know I wouldn't want to be confronting those people. So each time, it's like, no, I need to go see him. You were way better than me. So many of my notes are just about how great Maya is. <laughs> we talked about some of this already. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about, I mean, this is close from Maya's point of view, uh, just the internalized racism that I, I completely missed that the first time I went through this because he's always talking about, you know, like the ugliness of the dark skin. And I mean, there are specific details like the perfectness of elven ears or, or perfect elven white skin, things like that. Uh, I definitely did not notice that before. Yeah. And the, what was it? He hates his hands? Mm-hmm. Like his big knuckles, knuckles or yeah. something? And yeah. And you're right. And it's so ingrained. He doesn't. I don't know that he ever pauses and thinks about how messed up that is. No, I don't, I don't think that it is ever consciously dealt with. Um, I think by the end, when the great Avar has come, uh, maybe it's starting to turn for him. I don't know. But I, I, I don't remember it actually him like just coming out and saying anything like that. Right. Yeah, I think one thing... Uh, Oh, it was something even as simple as like, you know, he was, there'd be all those rooms, right? That he'd have to receive people in. And I thought that there was maybe, was it a room or there was something in particular? And he was, he was unhappy about the color scheme because he thought that it, it drew attention to his skin. Mm, and I, it was, so it was either one of the rooms that he really didn't like, or it wasn't a, a particular outfit, but, in, but it was, I think, and he didn't want it, I don't know if it was golds or reds, but there was, there was something like that. And that was his immediate, like, I'm you know, uncomfortable because of that. And I just thought, yeah, I guess I'm not surprised just given like who raised him and, uh, you know, just like the continual, just grinding down uh, that he could 
and he didn't really have, I mean, he had a memory of his mother, right? Mm -hmm. But not, it didn't seem like it was strong enough to, you know, probably like overcome all of that. Yeah, just another thing that just, like, Maya, you break my heart. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I could see, I mean, again, had I actually kept notes, I think <laughs> that I imagine it really would be, you know, just another, like, just here's a great thing about, about uh, Maya. And it's funny, right? Because I think that in other kinds of, I would get really tired of the, oh, the protagonist is so great. And I think it's mostly because of maybe like what his greatness is. Mm -hmm. And if his greatness is being kind and, and, you know, open, uh, I can read about that apparently all day long. Uh, it's not, you know, that, I don't know. I will show everyone how strong I am by, killing a bunch of folk which again you know i'm not no shade sometimes that's the story i want to read but uh, i think that my notes would probably be a lot different but this one's just like oh, i loved this moment when <laughs> and i mean in the course of the book right like some of my favorite things this time you know were like when he gets the birthday gifts you know, and another thing is like, well, what's your favorite part? Well, there's this part where he walks in the room and there's all of these boxes. <laughs> like, wow, that sounds it. But it's like, no, it's it's wonderful. I had a note that it's been so long since he's had a happy birthday, he forgot what they were. Yeah. And it was just cool, I think, like, cult, it sh and it did a lot of work, right? Because it was kind of, it showed you a little bit of something like that we might have in common in terms of, of a, you know, cultural kind of moment. Uh, the way that he worked it in where it's like he doesn't expect things, but just even, like, well wishes. Uh, and then you get the, oh, here's a very different thing when you're, like, the head of state and all of these gifts could potentially have hooks in them or not and just, gets him another moment where you know they're reading these flowery sort of things and he really just wants to hear well what do the people um the, the crew the families of the crew uh you know have to have to say and sure like that's the one because that's going to be your closest thing to what he wants most in the world which is right human contact or uh, well whatever <laughs> you know, i'm trying to think like okay but, but yeah like and uh just some of the yeah like the heartbreak and i mean just the fact that that one line, you know, when they tell him, you know, like, Serenity, we can't be your friend. And just the worst phrasing possible for him. Uh, I'm so happy that that was resolved, like, at the end. But, you know, just that little line was so devastating for so long. Mm -hmm. And and I liked those other two characters, you know. So it made it even better. If they were just jerks, you'd say, well, you know, no big deal. Of course they're going to be jerks. But... Oh, on someone else they'd understand, but this poor kid does not know no friendship. So, so I'm glad he found good people. <laughs> I'm trying to look at my notes, but yeah, this is just going to be like remember this part that was yeah. so awesome. But and look, you know, I am no Maya, so I wanted like some revenge. I didn't want, you know, Seth to be like tortured or anything, but I was very happy that finally, right, like someone knew, you know, so that scene where um, Seth was his wife, her. Herrera, I forget her name. Of course I do. Uh, you know, but when she comes in and is going to petition for her husband yet again, and then, you know, Maya at one point, it's, it's like, it's not, I'm not, it's not a petty grudge. <laughs> and yeah. then just laying it out and showing those scars. 
and I thought that it was super interesting that to add the like did she she does not deny it. I mean, you can't really, right? Sure. But I thought that it was like just bringing in that, and I think it was Maya, right, who had that realization where it's like, well, we're we're talking about the same person, and someone loves him. <laughs> it isn't me, and just to, and I cannot imagine like you find out that your husband has been abusing a kid for a decade, and you think apparently genuinely that he's great, and then. That must have been a great conversation. Oh. But and then I just loved that where you know he's fumbling with the buttons and, and Kala comes over, right, and like helps him out. And then you can just sort of see whether <laughs> we would end this dude right now. Uh, I just I was happy that he got like that moment and it didn't have to be like a big blow up with right. the jerk when he, you know, when Sethrus comes back, he can be like way more can controlled. And I thought that was very very satisfying yes absolutely uh, oh, i hate the way that details just fall out of my head mm -hmm. after a while it does make me want to read it again which is you know mm -hmm. not a bad thing i like maya's intellectual curiosity and mm -hmm. just how excited he is about the model of the bridge and wanting to try so he wants to do the best thing for people but he's well aware that he's hemmed in on all sides by the politics of the situation and trying to cut through those knots and get something done and learning how to deal with the philosophers and everybody else. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And and it's great that we could it hinges on like, but there's this cool thing, you know, listen to it. And I do like that he makes the connections. Like he's smart enough to kind of with information understand, oh, okay, it's this guy on the committee that I need to get on my side. But a different kind of person, of course, would go in there, like I'm gonna manipulate this guy or I'm gonna bribe this guy, or I'm gonna be and Maya I'm not saying he does it unconsciously. I just think he kind of just People see that he's genuine or that he's charming or that he's not an idiot. And so just the softening him up and not asking for, for too much. And I just thought that that was, that was neat that you can, you know, kind of uh, finesse without finessing, which I think ultimately is probably the only way to succeed, right? Because if you're going to go in and try to play that game, I'm sure uh, Pashavar or whoever it was would see right through that and would immediately, right, like start shutting down. <laughs> and, and just the fact that, you know, they're nerds, which... <laughs> You gotta love that. So. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Catherine Addison, uh, Sarah Manette, she <laughs> she was really doing everything she could to set people up with this character. You know, I mean, she's well aware of who the fantasy audience is gonna be sure. and is just gonna pull every one of those strings that she can, and it works perfectly. Oh yeah, count me in. Like, I, <laughs> please manipulate me because that is amazing. And I mean, well, you know, the whole thing about like um, just, being super smart, I think, and interesting about, like, I believed that Maya cared about people having choice, did not ever get questioned, and that he could easily empathize with the women in the story. And of course, it does help that so many of the women are complete apparent badasses, right? <laughs> like, I just want to study the stars. Oh, my friend is building this thing. And then just to have the, well, she's not really my friend, but you know, we're kind of united in this whole <laughs> being oppressed thing and she's doing cool stuff. And uh, and then what was it? It was the, uh, was it 
uh, an aunt maybe like but there's like one who's like oh yeah i'm like just I'm at, I'm at sea now with my wife and being awesome. And I, I liked that we had all of these edges. And then, of course, it does nicely to balance, of course, the horrible dirtbag women. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it is equality because, uh, you know, some people suck and some people don't. So, But then even having the, I think, the ability to sort of say that, what was it, one of it was, uh, again, don't remember her name, but the, the mother, the one that tried to... Uh, you know, unthrown him by, you know, letting him go to a monastery, which sounded very much like, you know, he's, oh, he's at a farm, he's happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, I mean, like, sort of saying, like, had she been a man, right, she could have, like, put these energies in different places. And so, of course, I, I appreciate uh, that sort of thing. Nothing is unplanned. I mean, I, the little things that keep pointing out all the flaws in this society. It, whether it be class or patriarchy or uh, race, it, it is on every page in this book. And like in the beginning, some of them Maya is aware of, but his awareness changes over time. And it feels like something he wants to try and do something about. But again, he's aware of the reality of the situation that he's in and he can only do so much, which I mean, for an emperor, I, I guess that's relatively common when your your power has been distributed in all these different political ways, and you've got to try and keep all these people happy, because otherwise they will just kill you and replace you with someone else. Yeah. So when we got to see, uh, I think it was one of the the disputes that we got to to see, and it was the one that he was like so exhausted over, where they had their you know everyone's got a map or eight maps and you know he's trying to and he's trying like I want to make everyone happy and then he kind of realized nope uh, I can't do that so I guess I'll make everyone unhappy and I loved that move and it was just <laughs> and it was so well done and just even like when he was like oh, I just want a new map with no markings on it except for the cartographers and I was like oh heck yeah this is just amazing and of course you can sort of see like our, oh well <laughs> but um but I just, I enjoy it, of course, when you get like the nice small example of something that of course is going to be writ large in all other kinds of areas. And I was like, oh yeah, I love that kind of thing. And I, I, it's so smoothly done, I think. Uh, which, you know, I guess it earned its awards, yes? Yes. Yeah. Just thought like super smooth. And I mean, again, a lot of things, like lots of names that are difficult to keep track of and then they don't and they're packed on every single page but they sound cool or look cool uh and i mean it seems to make sense so it, it feels like it adds flavor rather than completely slowing things down and i was still engaged with the story and that is there's no mean feat i think yeah there's a lot of characters and names in this book and you know, it made it tough at times to remember who was who, but not to the point that it really bothered me. Uh, there is the list in the back. I went to that a couple of times because um, sometimes you're dealing with titles or family names rather than like a given name. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing a lot of kind of translating, you know, like, oh, that's the whiny former empress. You know, I would just sort of <laughs> translate, you know, really really quickly and then if a character sort of caught me for longer then I would I would remember their name um, and try to think I guess they didn't really fall in that category but I did want to be sure to talk about it. I loved Idra 
and the kids. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought that was so great. Well, his relationship with him is the only thing that saves his life. I mean, because he has treated Idra as a person and gotten to know him, that's the whole reason the conspiracy falls apart. Yeah, and just amazing. And and, then, and it also shows, I think, that, that Maya was right, like sort of in assessing the kid's character. Uh, but yes, I think that had they not had those conversations, had those moments of, you know, genuine connection, you're right, he probably would have just been like, oh, I'm out. Or he wouldn't have thought to call the kid in in the first place. Right. Like, I also do enjoy that he... He thought maybe a step ahead, but not three steps ahead. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't mean to make you choose. It's like, well, I'm not sure what you were going for here. I guess except that he thought, well, I'm going to die. So I'll just at least make sure that the poor kid knows what's, what's up. That was fascinating. And then just the, man, so many terrible parents in, in the story. <laughs> but very interesting. You know, Maya loved his mom and was loved in return. Um, and then here's Andrew's. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe not so much. And then just the fact that I mean, the emperor, the former emperor, sounds like just a complete asshole. Like just yeah. well, and it's something you just said about his mother loving him. I don't. I, I would have to read this again to be sure. But it almost feels like Maya is the only person in that position in the book. And for everybody else, a child is just a piece on the board to be used for something. Yeah, I think that is like all the other you know, all the other examples. And so he had yeah, he had like one really good thing, but oh my yeah. And I guess that's where it, it feels like I me. Mean, I have no experience at court, but you know, you read a bunch of them and you think, sure, yeah, I, I imagine they are they are pawns. Uh, pawns to be used for you know, well, you throw them into the marriages or you put them in these positions and leverage them. And, and even the, oh, the, the weaselly kind of thing with the, the chancellor that see again, no notes. <laughs> so guy knows basically he's like, Oh, you two are of an age here. Like go hang out with my son. Oh, and yes. then the son's like, yeah, <laughs> like, I'll take you to meet the cool opera singers and stuff. And then of course, when he's brought low and, I'm glad we didn't really see like how they were actually like feeling about Maya, but just at the end, you know, where he's like, you're the only one who's acknowledged that you were ever my friend. It's like, well, yeah, I imagine like, lots of fair weather friends in the, in the court, but I just thought that that was cool with the way that those things kind of played out. And of course, you know, I mean, that guy seemed like a jerk from the start, but not as bad as I had feared. I really had thought from the beginning that he was going to be, you know, one of the people that was going to completely be backstabbing him. And he doesn't seem like he was quite that wily. I think this treads a very fine line. I mean, there are so many ways it could have gone wrong with just a few of these different interactions and different characters. Things that, like, they, they wouldn't ruin the book or anything like that, but it, it would have made it harder to read and harder to enjoy a reread mm -hmm. and to look forward to reading it again. True. Yeah, it felt like... Uh, I don't know about choose your own adventure, but you know, like sometimes you'll get like those click games and it's sort of like you have that, you know, I have no information about this person. Do I choose A, B, or C? Well, sure, I'll, I'll select this response. <laughs> and then, of course, it's the complete wrong one. You're like, oh, I don't know if you buy just they're, they're terrible games, but I played them anyway, you know. So then it's like, oh, I made this like almost random choice and, oh, yeah, through no skill or, you know, so it's either good or bad. And I, I think part of it is, like, you, you learn as you go along. But mm -hmm. this felt very much like the, mm. like, okay, he has a tiny bit of, he's just, well, I got to go with my gut, you know. And, of course, he doesn't, 
he can make his own choices like within the narrative it is not like someone else is giving you like the threes that you have to worry about wording or something but it just it felt that precarious and of course he doesn't get to say well i guess i start that level again <laughs> right, right. He, he gets he gets pinched and i like that there were like different varieties like the okay so when he gets the second sort of attempt did you expect that at all the second attempt. Yeah, so when he's at the party and the guy comes up to him again and is like encroaching and it's right before the actual assassination attempt. Mm -hmm. Did you anticipate that or? Uh, I don't think so. I, I, I seem to remember it being quite a surprise. Yeah, I had to go back and read it. I, it wasn't that I, I mean, we had come across that guy before, clearly up to no good. I mean, after, you know, they, uh, we learned this story of being on that guy's estate and clearly he's awful. Uh, so when he comes up and he's, you know, encroaching again, I did not expect him to be like, you know, basically, aha, take this, <laughs> stab. Again. So it was, it was jarring enough that I went back and reread the passage. Did I miss anything going up to it? I, was like, I don't really think so. Uh, but also I kind of appreciated the element of the surprise. So it was just one of those weird, like, writing choices, I think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because, like, later on you realize there's the, oh, yeah, like, I was watching the whole thing, and I noticed he wasn't dancing and stopped to talk to, like, three different people. <laughs> which, <laughs> when they characterized him as someone who could only see self and could not, like, take any kind of, well, yeah, that is the actions of someone where he's going to step by, like, well, I bet you're going to be sorry you didn't support me. <laughs> Hold on a moment. <laughs> so I guess, like, having, it wouldn't have felt right in the book, right, if you had had that, like, you watch him go through the crowd and sure. things like, you know, the tension builds. And that's what an action, I think, like, piece would do. And we'd be all worried, you know, there again, it's just like, oh, he's encroaching on my territory again. I can't believe this. Like, oh, no, it's a social interaction. And the guy's like, oh, no, I brought a knife to a polite fight. And you're in big, big trouble. And, and then, of course, I was so worried. I didn't remember. I was like, no, did another guy die? This is terrible. But like, it's not that kind of book. It's not. No. So I appreciated that. It was a nice read. It is. Have you read the new book set in the same world? I have not. It is on my shelf, and I have not read it. Because, of course, I wanted to do the reread before. Sure. So have you? Do we? Yes, I have read it. Okay. It's very good. I like it. Very different. Okay. I mean, there, there's like a mention of the emperor in there, but it's not about anything similar okay. at all. Set in a completely different place. Oh, okay. Well, I'm still down. But it's great. Okay. It's great in a different way. Awesome. But I, I really enjoyed the character of Selahar mm -hmm. in this, and mm -hmm. so that's his whole book. So. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty much, I mean, I will admit, I just looked at this and said, oh, it's Goblin Emperor. I'll buy that. I don't even think I read the plot description. <laughs> I'm just like, insta-buy, and then, so. But I, I kind of had a feeling, you know, that it wasn't, it wasn't like a, you know, we start up and like, hey, the bridge is done, or, <laughs> you know, let's, let's go on the further adventures, but it's an interesting it's an interesting world. You know, I mean, we've got airships and magic. Kind of Communism like... and QAnon. Yeah. <laughs> Describe the QAnon. I know. Just... It didn't hit that way the first time. Uh, no. That's a relatively new uh, thing. Yeah. yeah. I think I looked, it was like what, 2015, I think, when I, when I read this. Happily, that's not on my radar. But yeah, there were a lot of, oh, what are you doing? But yeah, so I'll leap in. 
But I guess I was, for some reason, I was under the impression that it would make a lot of sense to, you know, read the Goblin for oh, again yeah. before, you know, totally what I thought as well. But I think it, it stood up to a reread for me. Yeah, I, it's something I'll go back to, for sure. 